We all know someone who just doesn't get it. They may be the smartest person you know, but they still don't get it. We're going to talk about them today. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Get a coffee. All right. Have a seat. Let's start with their name. Drop it. I wasn't going to do that yet. Uh, see, everybody put a face on who I just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing more frustrating than knowing somebody is like super smart, but they just don't get it. <laughs> I know you've talked to people like that. How do you know? Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2 <laughs> of Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop, everyone. We're broadcasting from a little rural community in eastern Canada, and we're going global. <sighs> it's it's been hard to believe we can get there from here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long trip. It is. It's a long trip. It is. Hope you guys are doing good. I am doing great. Thank you for asking. Yes. On our YouTube channel... If you didn't know, Kingdom Speak is not just a podcast. We're a YouTube channel. That's right. And we've been getting some. Thank you for that. Buddy, I love the feedback. Buddy, <laughs> buddy's mic's working. <laughs> yeah. I'm just making a note to mute that here. Um, on our YouTube channel, we get some great uh, chiming in on the episodes that sometimes we don't really talk about because we focus on the podcast reviews, which, by the way, if you haven't left us a review, what are you doing with your life? It's a, it's a digital amen. We're going to cue that. Get over to That is Kingdom Speaks term. That's right. Get your thumbs in gear. If you like us, say amen. Amen. Five stars. Let the church say yeah. amen. 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 Yeah. So if you haven't reviewed us yet, we need that. That helps us beat the evil algorithms of big tech. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're out to slay them. And also, get over on YouTube, look us up, and leave us some great feedback like this. So... A man by the name of Derek Higgins said this on the JRNZ Theology of Divine Healing episode. A very heartening episode. JR has further enhanced my faith in men and religion. He does not try to promote faith through trickery. He speaks not just as a man of God, but as a mere human being. He does not suggest that he or anyone can be healed or healed through faith, but that faith must be maintained regardless because the outcome is in God's plan. Mm. Into that. Remember that you are loved and there's a place for you in heaven. Love God, trust in his will, and remain faithful. That's from Derek. Thank you for the feedback. Awesome. We love that you guys are listening. Another man by the name of Pentecostal Boy was looking for a Kingdom Speak mug. And we need to tell everybody, Kingdom Speak mugs. Yes, show them your Kingdom Speak mug, producer Randy. Yeah, pop that baby up. <laughs> Let's have a look at that. That's available on <laughs> kingdomspeak.ca. Let's, right there. Yes, sir. Let's go to the co-host. Yeah. yeah. Let's look at his. You like yeah. that? Hold that up. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Turn Shame <laughs> on you guys. <laughs> this is, <where> this <laughs> is what we're talking about. Right here. Right here. The established hierarchy of coffee mugs. <sighs> like premium, average, and garbage. Trash. You're probably drinking a curry, are you? No, that's a black Americano right there. Okay. Oh, yeah, rocket fuel, baby. All right. Uh, one more. Another man by the name of George Price chimed in on YouTube and said, Welcome back for another season. 
listening from Ontario, formerly of Plaster Rock. So ah. thanks for listening, George. We appreciate awesome. that. We love those Canadian listeners. Absolutely. I would dare say they're the best listeners out there. Hey, we, we are gonna we're gonna have to try hard over the next few episodes mm-hmm. to steer clear mm-hmm. of the political quagmire because we're headed into an election. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if our American folks know that, but yeah. Canadians have elections too. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, all the time. Ironically, that the world probably doesn't even know we're having an yeah. election. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, and, and, and Canadians do watch American politics. Yeah. I think probably well, way more than, than, yeah. than the other way around. Yeah. Um, from our perspective, it appears like, like from, from the close of the outcome of one election, they start running for the next one. Oh, isn't that frustrating? Yeah. Can't we just relax and give yeah. us a little bit of time? It's not like that here. Mm. But we hit it, man. Yeah. So what's September 20th? September 20th. So we need people to pray. Yep. And vote. Yeah. Canadian. Right. Right. The right way. (laughs) Yeah. Don't disobey God stuff. (laughs) Oh, he's all right. Wow. Full pastor mode. (laughs) (laughs) Guiding the flock Uh, here as they go to vote. (laughs) We we, we may, um, we're going to try to behave here, but. But yeah. So today, as you pulled out the notes for what we we're going to talk about, it was interesting to me that when we think about smart people, just because you're smart does not necessarily mean that you always understand what to do. Correct. Right. There's a vast difference between uh, understanding mm-hmm. and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Those those two elements cannot be cannot be confused. Mm-hmm. We're probably I think, I think it's safe to say that we would be in one of the most advanced seasons, mm-hmm. epics of of human history, quite likely mm-hmm. of of knowledge being readily available yeah um, a surplus of knowledge exists in our society mm-hmm. but wow there's a deficit of understanding mm-hmm. it's like after something bad happens and people say well i i didn't know that was going to happen yeah because if all you have is knowledge of what you're going to do it seems like understanding is more of a big picture thing where you can zoom out and say, okay, well, if I do that, then that's going to happen. And I guess a great example of this would be, uh, this is Wednesday. So it was on Monday that we began to see the chaos in Afghanistan. Sure. And how... Wow, do we need to be praying for that? Oh, man, what a chaotic situation at that airport. that That seems to be the defining images... Um, and people are saying, oh, you know, though the Taliban maybe is not going to be that bad this time, or, you know, they're just taking over without firing a shot and they're going to establish a government. And, but I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, and our illustrious leader is saying, you know, it's time for the Taliban to stand up and rise. Like, really? Maybe not. Yeah. But I'm sitting here thinking if people are Grabbing, grab, grabbing, grasping to the sides of airplanes to try to get out of the country. Mm. They know something that we don't. Mm-hmm. 
they probably okay. So we know it's bad, but they understand yeah. how bad it is. Yeah, and yeah. that's not the same. Not the same thing. That is not the same. And we we know theologically mm-hmm. that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So this is not a knowledge bashing campaign. No, no. But and and I think I've used this before, and you've heard it before on on maybe even on previous episodes. Knowledge knows that that the tomato is part of the fruit family, but wisdom or understanding says we're not going to put that in the fruit salad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so somewhere those two have to marry each other, mm-hmm. and you you so ably uh, opened up this discussion by bringing to the table, the fact that you can step into a room and have a discussion with someone that is very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. but they don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They may even be able to describe it. Mm-hmm. Okay? I I know that I can walk around the corner here in this studio and, and, and flick a switch mm-hmm. and the lights come on. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I understand mm-hmm. how electricity works. Mm-hmm. Right um, now, I know that this this is not applicable to you, uh, okay, co-host Derek. But oh, for okay. me, I'm not I'm, I'm not mechanically inclined. Oh, you speak for yourself on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you describe to your mechanic what your car's doing? Uh, <laughs> Come on, confession's good for the soul. I don't make the noises. I just give him the keys and say, "Man, you need to check this out. <laughs> Something's wrong. Something don't sound right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know something's wrong here. Yeah. And have, have you ever have you ever had your mechanic start explaining what's oh, wrong? My goodness, yeah. to you? Yeah, Mike Ruff did that to me about my Jeep a few weeks ago. He, okay, he fixed something. And, and and how'd that go? He even showed even he was like, no, no, this is a little part there, and he's describing it. You know, it's like, you know, goes in there, and when that goes up there and hits that, that moves around. <laughs> how much is it? <laughs> <laughs> and when right. is it ready? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the, the 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 boat motor on my boat, the stator went in it. <laughs> the stator? Yeah. What is a stator? I don't know. <laughs> is that All I know is I had to order the part. Is that like a cross between a steak and a potato? <laughs> <laughs> Homer's enjoying his mic today. <laughs> Give you an amen for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the amen. F- amen. that's the first amen he's got on the show. I think. It is a steak, <laughs> a steak of potato. <laughs> but yeah, you don't know what that okay. is. Yeah. So our maintenance guy, my brother-in-law, he's he, he, he's he gets saved. it. Uh, yeah, he gets it. So like, hey, I'm stranded in the middle of the river. <laughs> this is what's happening. Oh, it's the stator. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But he has understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't have understanding. I, I, I know something's wrong. Um, my son knows something's wrong. He's paddling us right now. <laughs> the stator has gone in your motor, Pastor. Oh, okay. So there, at that moment, when something is wrong... We want mm. to talk to somebody that understands. Yeah. I know something's wrong, but that does not mean I understand what's wrong. So 
I'm afraid that we have a society because, um, to use a Georgism, our dear friend George. I hope you're listening, George. Uncle George. Yeah. Love Uncle George. He, uh, he would say, well, let's go to Dr. Google <laughs> and, <laughs> and search this out. There's got to be, got to be an answer. Um, and if we're not careful, we, because knowledge is readily available, mm-hmm. we think that every answer that knowledge gives us is the right answer. Mm-hmm. When really we need men of understanding like we've never needed them before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, I believe it was the, the wise man, Solomon, that said, mm-hmm. in all of your getting, mm-hmm. get understanding. Get understanding. Pursue it. Mm-hmm. We need, we need, okay, he, he, he says in the fourth chapter of Proverbs, just, just go ahead and read that first verse. All right, let's there. go Proverbs 4.1. Hear you, children, the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only that's, beloved. That's a wise statement right there. My father's son. Yep. He was. He was his father's son. Yep. Very deep. Yeah. Tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, mm. keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. There. Forget it not. Neither yeah. decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Notice, notice how he ties understanding and wisdom to the female mm-hmm. gender. Mm-hmm. Okay, Love her, and she shall keep thee. Yeah. Wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Get it. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Yeah. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. Get, no, 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 notice yeah, that's, this. That's a great statement right there. Exalt her, yeah. and she promotes you. Yeah. So it's impossible to study your way to the top. No, that's right. That's right. You have to understand your way to the top. Yeah. I'm not getting promoted. Well, maybe ah. you need a little more understanding. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I know what's going on. Ah. Yeah. I know how to drive that machine. Yeah. Yeah, but do yeah. you understand how the operation works? I know how to pastor that church. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. But do, do you understand why your pastor is doing or not doing what he's doing? Well, I, can I ask you this? So is it is the, the statement, well, I know how to preach, yeah, but do you understand how to lead? Yeah. Right? For sure, just because you know how to preach does not mean you understand how to pastor. Those, those, are, those are two different universes. If you exalt her, she will promote her you what a dynamic statement man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so pursue it in all of your getting mm-hmm. get it, get, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. get understanding so grab a book study mm-hmm. but don't stop there ask god to give you understanding how how does this all mesh with where i'm at right now mm-hmm um, I, I think I think we we I, I, I read this and let me let me use this as an example. But knowledge, according to Buckminster Fuller, in 1981 in his book *The Critical Path*, 
He was an American architect, and he spoke to the knowledge doubling curve. Mm -hmm. And he said, as of 1900, human knowledge was doubling every century. Mm -hmm. By the end of World War II, it was doubling every 25 years. Mm -hmm. Some years later, a report was published by IBM, and it added to Fuller's theory and predicted, now we're beyond this now, that by 2020, knowledge would double every 12 hours. Hmm. I love how he says this. Fueled, this was stated in 2013. Fueled by the Internet of Things. <laughs> hmm. There's Dr. Google for you, Uncle George. And a lot has changed in a short amount of time. Okay. He goes on to say that arguably we may have reached a point where relevant knowledge is increasing faster and in greater quantities than what we can even absorb. Mm -hmm. However, while knowledge is increasing, the useful lifespan mm. of knowledge is decreasing. Mm. Consequently, we need to be constantly replacing out-of-date knowledge with new knowledge yeah. in a continuous process of unlearning and learning. Mm. Knowledge alone, however, is not sufficient and as important as the ability to apply good judgment based on knowledge what we really know as wisdom, mm -hmm. that's what it is, mm -hmm. it is knowledge and wisdom that puts into, knowledge and wisdom put into action that gives us insight, end of quote. Our society has a surplus of knowledge, but a deficit of understanding. <clears throat> that's the truth. Yeah. There's nothing like talking to an elder. Right, right. Nothing like talking to an elder. Right. Who may not have the knowledge. Yeah. He can't get on a he can't get on a phone and yeah. write a, a script for an app, right? Or do anything like that. But but he understands. Oh man, he understands. Mm -hmm. um, and there there's there's men that are not necessarily elders. Just 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 speaking in a chronological sense, mm -hmm. that God does give understanding to. Mm -hmm. I believe young men can get understanding. Mm -hmm. We'll, we'll be talking maybe in the next episode, because this is likely going to span a couple of episodes, this discussion. But we're, we're going to speak about the, the writer that said he saw a young man void of understanding. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't have to wait until you're 70 mm -hmm. to get understanding. The sooner that you can get it. Or surround yourself with men mm -hmm. of understanding. A multitude of counsel. Yes. Right. So there's another passage that I want I want you to read uh, for us, brother co-host, Proverbs chapter twenty, and verse number three. It's going to be in the it, ESV version. It is an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife. Oh. But every fool will be quarreling. The sluggard does not plow in the autumn. He will seek at harvest and have nothing. Hmm. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. The, 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 that verse right there, it was a few weeks ago that I was reading that verse in that translation. The King James Version, um, it, it, it kind of glazes over this mm -hmm. and says the counsel mm -hmm. in a man's heart is like deep water. But the ESV really nails it. It's purpose. Hmm. It's purpose. Mm -hmm. 
uh, we need to live our lives on purpose. Yes, yeah, true. Amen. I, I want a purpose-driven, to borrow Rick Warren's terminology, a purpose-driven life. So much is contained in that single verse. Purpose is within you, mm-hmm. and it takes a man of understanding to draw it out of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, that yeah. is it. It's, it's not outside of you, mm-hmm. but yet ignorance. Okay, here, here's, here's what we automatically can, can, um, can deduce from this. If understanding draws purpose out, ignorance mm-hmm. buries it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. Right? A lack of understanding will literally bury mm-hmm. the purpose if, if you don't understand who you are and you don't understand the role that you're playing, then that purpose remains buried on the inside of you. And so we need to surround ourselves with men of understanding. Moses, who was bearing the brunt mm-hmm. of the weight of carrying all of the children of Israel, said, I just, I just can't keep up with it anymore. Mm-hmm. I've got to have some help. And so he knew the significance of delegating the role of leading. He understood where the children of God were by reason of their growth. They are a multitude. You're becoming as numerous as the stars in the heavens, the sands in the seas. And I just can't, I can't keep track of it all now. So I'll tell you what I need you to do. And and here, go, go ahead and read that for us in Deuteronomy chapter Number one. All right, so Deuteronomy 1, 9 says, At that time I said to you, I'm not able to bear you by myself. The Lord your God has multiplied you, and behold, you are today as numerous as the stars of heaven. May the Lord, the God of your fathers, make you a thousand times as many as you are and bless you as he has promised you. We don't want you to stop growing. No. But we're going to have to, we understand that our entire leadership structure has got to be reconfigured here. Because we're growing. Mm-hmm. Churches that don't understand yeah, right. that revival changes a lot about how you do business. So what you're, what you're saying, Pastor McKillop, is you don't want to do everything. Oh, yeah. No, no, I do. I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I want this whole thing, this whole ministry to revolve around. It's all about, it's all about me. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where are you going? Yeah. Somebody's got to push that big red button over there. That was such a great point, isn't it? Under, a man of understanding will say, man, I need some help. Okay. Everybody that's listening, and we truly are mm-hmm. amazed by the amount of folks that mm-hmm. join us every week. Like, mm-hmm. y'all are great people. Mm-hmm. But you do understand that th- this. Is a, this is a primary example mm-hmm. of expanding, um, if, if you want to use the term, I'm, I just don't run around and label everything ministry, but <laughs> I guess this is, this is ministry. Mm-hmm. So it takes you two guys to do this. Mm-hmm. Me in this room by myself, mm-hmm. I never leave the room. But you know, as a result of us doing this, we in turn have to delegate things to other people, right? Totally. That sure. all flows. Right. Right. So as a ministry grows, as it expands, mm-hmm. there, there's a word that I think gets lost 
in the discussion of leadership, and that is the, the word called capacity. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. wants blessing. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants favor. Just give it to me, God. But but the bank account's so small you can't receive it. Mm-hmm. Right? So you you have to increase capacity mm-hmm. while God in while, while God's doing what you can't. You've got to do what you can, which is stay on top of it, man. We're growing. Mm-hmm. So as we grow, Moses doesn't want the bottleneck to be on a leadership level. So he's exactly. saying to Israel, keep growing, kudos. I, I'm noticing it, but as it's growing, the thing's getting heavy. The day-to-day responsibilities of ministry are really getting beyond my ability to be effective in meeting it all out. Now listen, you can know that you're growing, but if you don't understand how this affects everything, then you'll stop the growth spurt. Right? I just wanted to look this up when you were talking about capacity. So the book is called... The book is called, bring it up, Derek, Lessons in Leadership by Jonathan Sachs. Mm. And he says that leaders should generate and develop capacity, not dependency. Oh. He makes the point that dependency is the opposite of capacity. Oh. Wow. And the if you see a guy that's building an empire... And all he's building is all these people that are eating off him. Right. That's a that's a bad that's a bad trait. Right. And it's really um, in a way insecurity. Wow. Yeah. Totally. Very true. Very true. I guess you wouldn't think you wouldn't initially think of that, but yeah, very insecure. Right. So, so it it, it is not a threat to me. Mm. Okay. Um, one of our. Men last night preached, brother bro, Andrew Goodine. Bro. Like when I tell you, he preached the paint off the walls. Sure it did. was, it was, it was just sure otherworldly. Five stars, yeah. Okay. At that point, for me to be threatened by that. Oh, you're standing over the corner saying, "Oh man, man. <laughs> tone her down, boys." Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, for me to go away would be just stellar. <laughs> That's, that's a concept that I used to do a lot of is go away. And I haven't been able to leave the farm. <laughs> but for the first time a few weeks ago, we did go away. So I was away for a, a Sunday the first time in whatever, like 18 months or something. When I started getting reports mm-hmm. that the Holy Ghost was moving, people were in the altars, um, and that church was rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. I don't want this thing to stop when I'm not here. Yeah, right. Okay? Everything that I do as a leader, Moses had that understanding. He had that understanding. I am going to cultivate a a, a culture mm-hmm. in the leadership echelon of Israel that says it's okay for me to have help. Mm-hmm. I understand that I can't do it all. How many times, and, and I, I don't want to belabor this point, are churches restricted, inhibited, because Moses just says, I'm not sharing the tasks with anybody else. 
you think that's why, sorry to interrupt, but do you think that's why sometimes churches don't handle transition well or the loss of a leader because the leader that was there didn't really start to beef up, you know? For sure. And, and I, I know that there's a number of, of, of facets that mm-hmm. go into those. Mm-hmm. So this is not a one-answer solution that just mm-hmm. solves it no, all, okay? But definitely, I, I was having a discussion with um, a, a, a church leader mm-hmm. that's not even in North America, but he's, he's not uh, a North American missionary, but mm-hmm. he's on a mission field. And we had that discussion because he's getting up in years. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Well, you've got to get something in place. Yeah, you have to understand where you're at. Mm-hmm. You have to understand. understand. There it understand. is. You have to understand. At my age, forty-two years of age, I have to understand. I'm not promised forty-three years. Mm-hmm. So there has to be that continual devotion to. I want this thing to go on whether I am a part of it or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm continually sowing. Moses got that. This is a revival people. Mm-hmm. This is a growing people. The, these people have got a purpose that was given to someone generations ago. Abraham was told, you are going to keep expanding and growing. This is going to be a kingdom that will never stop expanding. Moses says, I understand that. So I'll tell you what you're going to do. What are you going to do? Choose for your tribes wise, understanding, and experienced men. Ah. And I will appoint them as your heads. So choose. He, yeah. he delegated the tribes. He got them involved with the process of looking at your people and discovering who amongst the, your tribe mm-hmm has experience mm-hmm. and understanding. <laughs> right? So you look for that on the resume. Do you see what Moses <laughs> Do you see what Moses is trying to cultivate at a grassroots level in the people of God? You need to be able to discover in your circle, not just your pastor. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to discover in your circle. Mm-hmm. That's a man of understanding. Mm-hmm. I can talk to him. That's brother so and so, that's sister so and so. They may never grace a pulpit. No, that's right. But they understand what's going on. Mm. That's right. Moses wanted to cultivate the ability within Israel to identify the folk in their midst that are people of understanding. He Mm. wanted to tie them. Then he said, it's not going to be a runaway freight train. I will appoint them. So you you bring Mm -hmm. those to me that are folks of understanding, and I will appoint them to a particular position. What would happen? I wonder what kind of growth our churches would begin to experience if the Moseses amongst us mm-hmm. and the saints amongst us would begin recognizing this guy just doesn't know what's going on. He understands what's going on. I, I think we would experience a, a season of growth that would be unparalleled. Seems like an essential leadership quality, doesn't it? It does. It does. And I tell you what, it may fix. There we go here. Oh. 
Here it comes. Does, does anybody does anybody else get weary with folks that know everything about everybody? Mm-hmm. Or they want to know everything about everybody, mm-hmm. and they never understand anything. Yeah, you go for a coffee with them, and it's like going to a press conference. Oh. And all they do is ask you questions. But you don't have that book that or, the press secretary has that you can get the answers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have that, but they're just pumping the questions to you, man. Yeah, or or you're there, and they're like, have you heard? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think one of the... One of the Achilles heels, and boy, there's a few of them, but in in the social media generation, is that it has become so easy to know everything about everybody Mm -hmm. without even knowing the people. Mm -hmm. And and everybody, because they have access to knowledge, yeah, we're going to just go right into it. Everybody thinks they're an expert Mm -hmm. on what somebody should be doing Mm-hmm. Clear across the other side of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. They've never shaken hands with the person, never sat down with them, never discussed anything with them. But they know a few things about them. Mm-hmm. And Lord knows they could be jaded perspectives. Mm-hmm. They could be unbalanced. They may have learned it from a hater. Totally. Right? Totally. Why did you know that? When, if they would just take a few minutes to sit down and talk to the person rather than about them, they would probably get an understanding of what that person is going through instead of just knowing what that person is going through. Like there's a difference. Big, big difference. difference. I, I think we, we would. You just went on a bit of a rant there. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Do you understand? <laughs> and it's so true. You, you can, you know a certain set of facts, but have you ever just stopped and said, I wonder if there's more to this story? That might be a good sober second question to ask yourself. So you know so-and-so doesn't pastor anywhere anymore. Number one, you're a saint. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. So since when did they invite your opinion to the table? Mm-hmm. Right? Let your pastor deal with it if he even is entitled to deal with it. So we know that so-and-so is not here anymore, or we know just, mm-hmm. just one little fact, and man, we can stitch a story, and we don't understand anything about what happened. Nothing. Nothing. Not, not only that, these people also are oblivious to the impact of them spinning the story. They don't understand what that will do to people. Mm. Right? Yeah. So it's one thing to hear it and then regurgitate it, and then when you spit that back out, there's another whole cascading set of events that will also cause problems for people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so potentially serious problems. Yeah. Yeah. Serious but, problems. But they don't understand that either. They're just shooting from the hip, as the old guys used to say. Right. If, if, if folks would start pursuing understanding instead of knowledge, oh, help us, Lord. Gossip yeah. would die. It would die. Understand, sit down with a man, mm-hmm. talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still all reeling from the whole COVID era mm-hmm. of, of restrictions and mm-hmm. what it forced some of us to have to do. Mm-hmm. 
church online, okay, immediately discussions emerged, and, and I was very disheartened by the amount mm-hmm. of acidic conversations that took place on, 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 on the level of, of, of saints about what another pastor was doing. Mm-hmm. You don't understand his, his, his story. You, you don't understand why, why. The easiest thing in the world to do is just say, well, I tell you one thing I ain't going to do. I ain't going to quit having church. Bless God. Mm-hmm. They and, and, and that may work for you. Do, do you do you do you understand? <laughs> do, do, do you understand? Did you hear about McKillop? Yeah, he's videoing services. Yeah, ex- <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Or X Y Z missionary hasn't had church for two months. Maybe it's because he's gonna get killed if he has church. Yeah, <laughs> like just because you had a constitution to back up what you were doing doesn't mean that everybody in the world had one. Oh, I got a Bible bomb. This this is great. Whatever you ate for breakfast this morning, man, this is, this is it's working. <laughs> We're unfiltered today. You don't I, know what I ate for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I think he's got rocket fuel this morning. Do you understand that I didn't eat breakfast this morning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's so easy to take a shot, right? Well, and 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 really, okay, that instinctive drive-by smearing, just shoot him up. Mm-hmm. You you can get on there and express your knowledgeable opinion, but your ignorant opinion, ignorant in the sense of not just maybe how you worded it, mm-hmm. but ignorant in the sense of void of understanding. Wow. Void of understanding. So what we need in and need dead, mm-hmm. and this is what I prayed for and counseled with my elders. What a, what a novel mm. idea. So you have elders because they have understanding. understanding. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Every man has blind spots. You can't out study your blind spots. You've got to have somebody mm-hmm. that can go, uh, I understand what you're saying, pastor, but just watch this. And then you're like, oh, thank you for that. I didn't see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those men are like the men of Issachar. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go with more Bible. Oh boy. Yeah. First Chronicles 12. It's 32. possible yeah. to be an Israelite and know you're an Israelite and know what tribe you're a part of mm-hmm. and know the Ten Commandments and still not have understanding. The tribe of Issachar. Go ahead and read what they were. Of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times. Oh, Jesus, help us. To know what Israel ought to do. 200 chiefs and all their kinsmen under their command. Ah, they, they knew what Israel ought to do. Brothers and sisters, I don't think anybody would think that I am dramatizing it a bit to tell you that our world is mm. in a chaotic mm. state. Mm. And the future of our world is demanding, mm-hmm. demanding that the church knows more than just how to quote Acts 2.38. Mm-hmm. And that the church knows more than Deuteronomy 6 and 4. That, I'm, I'm not demeaning that, mm-hmm. but do you understand the time that we're in and what we should do 
to make sure that we survive and thrive. I, I don't believe, I don't care how much hell breaks loose. I do not believe that the church has ever got to develop bunker mentality where we run for the hills and say, we're just going to hang on and hold the fort until he comes back. Mm. we got to have God give us understanding so that we can experience revival. Even when we're not gathering together in church, do you know that was a possibility? Do you know that we prayed people through? Backsliders prayed through over Zoom while I wasn't even in the same room. That's right. Wow, that rhymed and I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like God figured out how to make things happen. It's like he had everything in control. It's just a novel concept. You know, just to go back to what we talked about earlier, just for one quick second, because it fits right here. I read this thing about the Afghanistan thing where it's like high 80-some percent of people prior to what happened on Monday, which I think it was Sunday in Afghanistan or however that works in the time zones, but it was like high 80s people said, yeah, we need to get out. And then when they saw everything that happened Monday, it's like it went down to like 40-some percent. Wow. Without an understanding of right. what was going to happen. Right. Everybody said, yeah, this is what we need to do. And, and without, I know that probably the majority of our audience has an opinion about the President of the United States, mm-hmm. just like they did the last one. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not speaking um, just off the cuff here. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody with understanding? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not making a playoff of how old he is or anything. No. We need a voice in this moment. Mm-hmm. that steps to a microphone and understands what's going on. I think what you're going to find is there were intelligence that he was given, I would assume, yep. that probably played this kind of stuff out. But yep. he makes a political decision because he's a politician, right? Right. But yeah, you in those moments... But it's possible to make a knowledgeable decision, yeah. but an ignorant <laughs> decision. Oh, yes. Yeah, it happens. Right. It oh, happens yes. on both right. sides of, of the spectrum. Totally. And I think in that point, even if they made a decision... Let's, let's take Republican Democrats off of it. Even if he made a decision that was a knowledgeable decision and they thought, like he did a few weeks ago, that mm. we're not going to have to rescue people with helicopters off, the roof, uh, mm. off of the rooftops. He clearly thought that. Mm. I think a leader gains more trust and confidence that would step back to the microphone and go, Whoa. sorry, folks, <laughs> we didn't see this coming. We're going to dial it back. I don't know whether you send troops back. I don't... That, that's not what the point of today's discussion is. But show leadership. Show understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need men of Issachar in this day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I suppose the same goes for church government, right? Does it ever. When you make a decision and it's like, you know, at the time that seemed like the right thing to do, but we need to do something else. Right. Right. And if you understand that, then you don't mind... Getting up saying, yeah, it's probably what we should do. Exactly. Exactly. That's what leadership's all about. And the idea, the idea that, that, and, and this, this is where purpose marries this topic of understanding. The church needs to be intentional. Collectively, corporately, we need to be strategic with our moves. We need to be acting on purpose. Purpose. Mm -hmm. Individually, 
we need to be operating on purpose. You have a purpose for your life. Mm. Every one of you listening to me today have a purpose. Yeah, yeah, and people don't talk about that enough. <clears throat> Elder, Elder Ballestero preaches a phenomenal message, and man, we've been praying for um, mm. Brother Ballestero. What a, what a, what a, here we go, a man of understanding. There you go. Yeah, he sure is. Okay. You can talk to someone like that that will, you'll get more out of the stories and wisdom nuggets oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, he dro- that he drops in a discussion. This guy's sitting on his porch in front of a black shower curtain man, and he's yeah. just dropping bombs. Yeah. It's oozing <laughs> oh, with yeah. understanding oh, and yeah. experience. Yeah. Okay. You may not get a diploma, yeah. but you'll get an understanding. And so he's, he's, he's preached a message, in, in I think it was entitled, There is no such a thing as a throwaway soul. Mm. Hmm. Everybody that is added to the body of Christ has purpose in them. In fact, everybody that's not yet added to the body of Christ has purpose in them. And and the, the writer of Proverbs says, it's in you. In a man's heart. It's in a man's heart like deep water. Yeah. It's not a surface thing. It's not something you can observe just driving by. It's not something that one three-minute conversation mm-hmm. with, with, with an individual will pull it out of you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a lifetime mm-hmm. to fully extract the purpose that is within you. Mm-hmm. Young people, listen to me. You have purpose in you. Yeah. You have purpose. You need to live your life on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to surround yourself with people that understand that, exactly. that are not inferior to you, that do that do not do not feel threatened to you. But you need to understand that purpose is not around you. Purpose is not somewhere aloof from you. Purpose is within you. You don't have to go anywhere else to accomplish it. Purpose may lead you somewhere else, but mm-hmm. it starts within. Mm-hmm. Purpose is never discovered somewhere else. It's discovered within. Even though it may lead you somewhere else, you have to understand it's something God put inside of you. Mm-hmm. If the purpose of God is that you are to be a missionary on foreign soil, you don't discover that on foreign soil. You <laughs> discover that under the tutelage of your pastor and your parents at the altar in your local church with a man of understanding pulling it out of you. It's, yeah, and it'll work out if that's what your purpose is. Oh. It'll work out. Even if all of your other friends seem like everything is working out for them, that doesn't change your purpose. Absolutely. doesn't change it. Competition, competitiveness, is one of the greatest threats to the realization, the individual realization Mm-hmm. Of purpose. Do we have time to talk about this? We're running out of tape. <laughs> it's like the old days when you had to flip the tape over. It's getting time. It's getting time. <laughs> yeah, you're so. It's so true. It's so true. Competition. It's not wise to compare yourself amongst yourself. It's not wise. It's not wise. People of understanding shouldn't. I do think that. it's ignorant. I think that's what he was mm-hmm. saying. It's mm-hmm. ignorant mm-hmm. to compare yourselves amongst yourselves. Okay, Elder O.C. Marler 
And that, that's, that's, that's one of the threads mm-hmm. of purpose for this podcast mm-hmm. is that we can give voice to some elders. Yeah, yeah, we've had some good ones, man. Wow. Okay? What he talked about two or three weeks ago, get that. Get an understanding of that. What would happen if everybody just developed this attitude that um, if I can't be Paul the Apostle <laughs> and I can't write two-thirds of the New Testament, then forget it. I ain't giving him my basket to escape the adversary either. I'm not going to hold the rope either. I'll either be the apostle or I'll be nothing. That's it. Would, it, would it be safe to say that's um, ignorant? Ignorant. That's an ignorant statement. Mm-hmm. Okay? you you got to understand that the moment that you cease pursuing the purpose that is within you and begin chasing the purpose that God gave me is the moment that the church loses you. Wow, great point. Yeah. The very reason that God added you to the body of Christ is lost on us because mm-hmm. you're trying to be me now. If, if everybody at this table, let's go back to what we were talking uh, about this. Mm-hmm. If everybody at this table was trying to be me. Mm-hmm. So we'll put three chairs on that side of the table. Right. Yeah. Right. That'd make a great shot. It would, wouldn't <laughs> it? And, and everybody was... One camera. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wouldn't be running, though. One mic. <laughs> yeah. We'd all be dropping staters. <laughs> wouldn't we? Yeah, and it the would... boat would not be moving. Right. <laughs> well, if I can't be the host, I won't be the co-host. I can tell you that. Put my name under the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny when we talk about it like this, but we all live there. Oh. We all live there. It's in you. Mm-hmm. It really is in you. Mm-hmm. Now, do, do we have time to keep going with it? Yeah, we could go a few more minutes. Genesis establishes the, the principle Everything, Pastor Adams has, has discussed this yeah. numerous times, talking about business and finance and dominion. Shout out to Memphis. Yes. A, lo- a lot of these fundamental principles are rooted and can be discovered in the book of Genesis and some in the first three chapters. This is one of those, okay? You can, you can find in Genesis chapter number 1 and verse number 11, 12, 13, and we, we, we will not take the time to read them all, but, but notice, notice what God did, okay? And I want you to read this from, from the, from the, through the lens of Proverbs saying that purpose is within a man like deep water, mm-hmm. but a man of understanding draws it out of him, mm-hmm. okay? So it's in you. Yep. If you're driving down the road, say it with me. It's, it's in, in me. It's in me. It's in me. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. All right, so let's go to Genesis 1.11. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. Well, he, sp- he spoke to the grass, didn't he? No. Let the earth bring forth grass. Okay. The herb yielding seed. Okay. And the fruit tree mm. yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself. Is, is where? In itself. It's in you. It's in you. Upon the earth. And, and it was so. 
So the reality is, uh, uh, as, as, as simple as this is, don't let this slip past you. The, 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 the grass was in the earth before it was on the earth. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, so if we would have been there 60 seconds before he spoke to the earth, because the earth is what held the grass, mm-hmm. we'd have just saw dirt. But when he spoke, he spoke not to the grass, but to what held it, earth, and said, now release it. Let, let it go. Mm-hmm. It's in you. It's within you. It's within you. Okay? Release the herb-yielding seed. There, there's a dynamic here that, that anything God creates contains continuity within it. If, if, if man creates something, he has to keep creating it. The man that created this beautiful cup that you're drinking out of, <laughs> this has no potential within itself to create little cups. Yeah. In fact, it will deteriorate over time. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? Neither the guy that built this. That's a nice mug. The, the, this is one of the best cups out there. This, this is a mega cup right here. Incredible. Tremendous. Yeah. It can't reproduce another cup. But anything that God creates <clears throat> has seed within itself mm-hmm. so that it can reproduce itself. That's right. Okay? Yep. This unlocks a fascinating discussion about we are not born of corruptible seed but incorruptible seed. And once you're born again and created in Christ, mm-hmm. then we don't expect God to keep creating in you. It now is up to you to manage what he put in you. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? So now a man of understanding realizes I've got something in me Mm. that God wants to bring out of me. It is a welfare mentality that says, God wants to bring it out of me. He can call it out of me. (laughs) Well, no, he actually done that to you. That's what started this process. Mm. Okay? He, He done the same thing to the water. Bring forth the fish. Think about this. Done the same thing to the firmament. Bring forth stars appeared. He he spoke to, he spoke to the water, not to the fish. He spoke to the earth, not to the grass. Mm-hmm. Herb yielding seed. Now, how utterly ridiculous and humorous would it be if the earth and the water began having this discussion with with the Creator? Okay, role play with me. And the earth says, I see what you're doing over there. I see that. Mm. Yeah. It's all that stuff like it's moving, it's swimming and stuff. Mm. Well, that's fish. Well, bring that out of me. No, no, uh, that's a problem. That's not in you. Well, yeah, but I want to be someone that produces fish. Uh, no, but you got grass in you. Mm-hmm. And you got trees in you. You got palm trees in you. You've got... Just, just be you. No, sir. If I can't bring out a whale, <laughs> you ain't getting no grass out of me. Okay, it's it's it is humorous. Yeah. It's ignorant. It's yeah. ignorant to have a discussion like this. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the water goes like, if you can't get a palm tree out of me, forget getting a fish. Yep. <laughs> Where's the giant redwoods? <laughs> yeah. No. No. It's not if fun. you're the firmament. Be happy to produce stars. Yeah. That 
is what is in you. If your water produce fish, that is what is in so you. Good. If your earth produce grass, yeah. that is what's within you. Yeah. And if you're a man, produce men. Mm-hmm. Do you see how every level of what God created had purpose within it, but a word was spoken to it that drew the purpose out of it. That is why you need to thank God for your anointed man of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He needs to pull purpose out of you. And whatever that purpose is, go with it. Go with it. Right. Yeah. Go with it. God knows we need preachers. If that's in you, yeah. Let your man of God draw that out of you. Yeah. God knows we need evangelists. If that's in you, let it be drawn out of you. But hear me and hear me well. If there's a businessman in you, let that be drawn out of you. And do not take a back seat to the fact that the buddy that you graduated with is preaching conferences all over the country. But go ahead and run a business that can write a check that can support the kingdom of God. Mm. Don't be intimidated that a Sunday school teacher is in you, that a janitor is in you, that a maintenance man is in you. That uh, Do do you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get it? But surround yourself with someone that understands what God put in you and say, draw it out of me. Help me understand who I am. Can you help me? I know he put something in me. Mm-hmm. Can you help it be drawn out of me? Wow. So good. so good. A man of understanding. Maybe this is a good landing spot. and We can continue this discussion in the next episode. We've said this before. But the last thing we are is in a metro area. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay? Yep. The burgeoning burbs of Plaster Rock. The ridge, boys. (laughs) Ridge life, baby. Oh, yeah. That's the burbs. The highlands. Yep. We're down here in the lowlands, and these (laughs) wealthy dudes are (laughs) up in the Hollywood Hills. That's right. Foothills of... (laughs) The the Appalachians. The Appalachians, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, a town of 1,100 people-ish. Church of 500. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem to have discussions about what are we going to do for um, mm-hmm. evangelistic outreach, okay? So we're in this field. We've had this discussion. I've talked with... I've talked with folks. I've prayed about this. I've asked God, why here? Mm-hmm. Logically, you would think that he would put a church like this in a metro area. We wouldn't even be having this discussion. I can remember my dad talking about going to conferences, hearing preaching about, man, we need to go knock doors and we need to teach Bible studies, and we, just for the record, we do that, okay? Run buses. Mm-hmm. Start, a, start, a, start a Sunday school outreach ministry. I just want to tell you, if my dad would have come back from one of those meetings and went and bought 15 brand new buses and organized I'm not saying this critically. You get to, don't don't leave me now, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Because that's what's working 
in other fields mm-hmm. and would have come back here and tried that. We, we literally, considering that we have about 50% of the demographic of our area in our church, mm-hmm. we could knock every door in 45 minutes. Good mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we would lose our witness pretty quick. Yeah. Here. So guess guess what God began dealing with my dad and his brother, my uncle, about years ago. Years ago. It was uh, start a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Keep what you have. Now, now ju- just for today's application, Sunday school or Christian school, and for the record, we have both. Mm-hmm. But it would be ludicrous for... For us to look at somebody that has an active bus ministry and say, well, Bob, you don't have to have one of them to build a church. Equally, it would be just as ridiculous for them, I, I, I hope, to look at us and go, I can understand, there's the word, oh. I can understand mm. why you guys can't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, There's a number of churches in Pentecost, Pastor Mark Copeland I, I shouldn't start name dropping, but th- that are in remote little areas and have a dynamic churches. Okay, I think they all would agree. You have to just be creative. What would happen if we'd stop competing with people and saying, "Well, if that's working over there, and that's what they did"? We're back to the whole land and yeah. sea thing, looking at each other, aren't we? How about you find out the purpose that's in you? And if there's a Christian school in there, you better dig it out. And if there's a bus ministry in there, you better dig it out. Mm-hmm. And if there's a Spanish ministry in there, dig it out. And if there's a deaf ministry in there, dig it out. Sorry, I didn't hear you. <laughs> you cut out. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> <was> bad. <laughs> I didn't... Yeah, yeah. Didn't see that one coming. Oh, okay, if there's, there's blind a, yeah, ministry there in there. <laughs> yeah. Great. Do you get it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Find out what the purpose of God is for, for your assembly and quit being under pressure to what everybody else is doing. Oh, man. Just because it succeeds somewhere doesn't mean it'll work for you unless it's in there. Unless it's in there. It's deep water. We need men of understanding. Mm-hmm. We need to know what we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it, and if we can, if, if 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 we can drop the bucket of understanding into our soul and into our heart, we'll we'll, we'll discover the purpose of what we're supposed to be. You don't have to be intimidated that you're not anybody else if you are being who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm.